Hello and welcome to the Naptown Blues Fancast, a weekly roundup of your Annapolis Blues FC, playing in the Mid-Atlantic Division of the NPSL. I'm your host, Sam Houston. Hiram is out practicing his ability to hit an open net, and uh, we gave uh, producer Carson the night off because we're getting ready for our big 3rd of July party here at the Houston household, and uh, as we like to say, we made him Viking a lot today, so... uh, the, the young man deserves a little bit of a break. So sitting on the ones and twos with me today is the executive producer, Mel. Hey, be sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. And while you're at it, can you please take a moment to leave a review and share with your footballing friends? You can follow the show on Twitter at Naptown Blues Pod. And for tickets, go to AnnapolisBlues.com. We have a tradition, dare I say, an obligation here at the DU Public House Studios to have a drink in our hand while we record every single show. Today, I'm just taking it easy and doing my normal fare of choice, an ice-cold, refreshing ice house. Yes, I am trash and I drink trash beer. And a nice Westward American single malt neat sitting there right next to me. So just keeping it nice and simple. Uh, The calm before the storm, as we like to say at Producer Mel, when we have the uh, big party about to happen. Yeah, well, you were inside working and we were outside drinking, so we did not adhere to the same rules today. <laughs> okay, well, you know, we had, I we had different days. Okay, I thought you were actually working. <laughs> well, it's uh, excellent though. So I the way this I was, I was watching Carson work. <laughs> for for those of you who do not know uh, us very well, my myself and my lovely bride over here throw a party every single year on the third of July, and this mm-hmm. is going to be the twentieth year of throwing this party. We serve one thing, hot dogs. With 80-some toppings. I do not mess around when it comes to hot dogs, people. No, and I like a spectacle, so it's a whole thing. (laughs) So uh, a lot of setup, a lot of prep. Onions don't chop themselves. That is for darn sure. And then, Thank God for friends. (laughs) Yes, oh my goodness, especially this year. uh, A lot of people really, really came through big. Uh, Carson definitely being one of them, and... uh, Just a big shout out to him and let him know how much we love him. That's for damn sure. Let's go ahead and get into the action. So we open with a special match as Anne Arundel County Fire and Police played a match that saw fire win emphatically 3-0. We were had a chance to be down on the field just before the match started. And then we went back out to drink because we had problems. Uh, I didn't have a problem. (laughs) No, it's not a problem. It was going down very well, actually. Thank you. Hydrating. Yes, hydrating. cheap beer. And I was talking with the uh, fire chief and I said, so um, how much guff do you give somebody if they pull a hammy in the first five minutes? She goes, (laughs) she looks right at me and she goes, they better not. They better win. I was like... Yes, ma'am. Yes, chief. You got you got this on lock. You know exactly what's going on. So congratulations to uh, Fire. Also, very cool of the Blues to set up that match and have uh, both of those communities come out and play, which was great. Now, while we were out in the parking lot, there was something that I was a little concerned about. In fact, I thought it was going to be downright troubling. Boy, was I wrong. Pudding shots. Yeah, I, I, I was sure when Polly of the Bay Boys posted about that. <laughs> That Amanda was making those, that that surely was a typo. It's going to go wrong. There's no way. There's no way that pudding and alcohol and heat went together. But, oh, my goodness. Amanda knows how to make a good jello shot. Also a very good pudding shot. 
Next uh, next time you're at the Blues match, come find the Bay Boys in the back of the parking lot, and uh, you'll get to see Houston and all the uh, team. And uh, if you ask nicely, Amanda will gladly share her wares. She walks around with a rolling cooler that is full of yeah. jello shots. and it's, she's, she's looking for friends, so come is, say hi. It is worth your time to hunt down Amanda. I mean, me, I'm fine, whatever. I'm going to be smoking a cigar, <laughs> doing nothing. We've already recapped that. Hiram works hard. Coach works hard. I make Carson run around like the park around the parking lot for my petty amusement. And I sit on my butt drinking a whiskey, a beer and smoking a cigar. That, that is exactly what I do. So uh, don't make it feel like I'm doing anything special there. If you want to come see me, that's what I'm doing. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the action of the match. This was definitely a different match for the Blues this time around. As Northern Virginia and United was ready for them. And now we've talked about this before with Virginia Beach FC and with FC Frederick, where they seem to be a little bit better and prepared for them. This was different. Those teams played a low block, decided we're going to put 11 guys behind the ball. We're just not going to let you be able to do anything. Northern Virginia actually took the game to them, played them tough, played them tight, played them very physical. So essentially what happened is, we're very used to moving the ball with ease from the back to the midfield to the front. They weren't allowing it, and they were going to be physical. They were going to knock us around. Uh, credit, this ref called a magnificent match. Uh, very physical. Handed out only one yellow card in the first half. Huh. To the Northern Virginia United bench. It wasn't even handed to any players on the pitch. So a very physical match that... She did a great job just keeping it under control, right. letting them play, clearly seeing that these two teams were physical and were going to go at each other, let them play, but called a good match and kept them, kept them in line. And so how does a bench get a yellow card? Bitching and moaning. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, you you uh, voice displeasure, uh, being that I've uh, at one point in time in my life coached. Now, it was not like I was coaching your kids. I was okay. coaching grown men in an indoor league that I used to play for. So it's just was sad. Yes. Very sad mm -hmm. on my part, but I would get yellow cards on the bench because uh, I would take umbrage with uh, some of the calls the referee would make. And he would tell me, no, 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 that's not how you're going to talk to me. No. And they would proceed, proceed to show me a yellow card. No, one of these days we need to get uh, Carrie Brown and to talk about, refereeing oh absolutely i would totally agree with that well in the 16th minute we finally had our first chance on a uh, set piece mateus de jesus again comes up curves it around the wall perfectly only to find the keeper there on the near post mm -hmm. with the call to make the save and then into the 19th minute jacob morell with the conference leading 10th goal of the season now into double digits so we're not having even played double digit games Ball bounces around mm -hmm. in the box. He does a great job shading off the central defender, rolling it out to his left foot and rifled it into the upper 90s. Just a great goal. And the crowd went absolutely nuts. It's it's impressive at the ease at which he plays. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like the crowd hasn't gotten he hasn't gotten nerves from it. It's given him like kind of a confidence and a little bit of a swagger behind the ball. Oh, oh absolutely. He's he is the classic number nine when yeah. you think of who is that striker that moves between the spaces mm -hmm. causes fits to the two center backs the entire game if 
I've talked to him about it you know, off record and I'm not uh-huh. going to go too into it, but there's a certain level of gamesmanship that goes into the two central defenders want to mm-hmm. let you know, we think we're better than you. And a striker likes to tell you, well, I think I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and this little song and dance goes on throughout a match. And uh, might I say, Jacob is a maestro at doing that song and dance. <laughs> you know, but a brilliant goal. And that yeah, puts the... Why it's a beautiful game. Exactly. And going ahead and put the boys up. And honestly, the rest of the first half, there really wasn't a ton in the game. I... A few chances here for each side. Both keepers were to the task and doing fine. And you found uh, that, honestly, like I said, Nova was just not going to let us have the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They were not going to let us get that ball moved around easily. No. And uh, our, our boy uh, Carter Berg had himself a nice little game, too. He was uh, out there in full force. Uh, so were the Bay Boys. We Did were. he ever finally acknowledge you assets? Uh, one time he stuck out the old hand on the ear and went, ah, <laughs> just like I could hear you. Yeah, we were yelling a lot of Carter and where are you going, Carter? And how you doing, Carter? And hi, Carter. We brought more friends this time. <laughs> you know, we were doing all kinds of stuff, but it was uh, it was pretty darn brilliant. You guys pretty- were really enjoying being, what is it, the 12th man on the field? Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll go ahead and get into that, too. So we got to halftime and uh, the scores won mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, we were coming up with a bunch of great new chants. Some of them worked, some of them didn't work. But one we were tossing around was... Somebody said, we got to do something with Wu-Tang and mm-hmm. said, say, Naptown. Well, all I can think of is the classic one, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to... Nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope, uh-uh, with. uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. And I, was, and I said to everybody, I go, I know that one, but we really can't say that one. There's no. children around. <laughs> and we ended up deciding to come up with... Naptown Blues ain't nothing to crab with. Naptown Blues ain't nothing to crab with. So I like it. It was fabulous. Big shout out to uh, Vivi. I want to say her full her first name was Vivian, a young lady that was hanging out with us mm-hmm. in the uh, with the Bay Boys. About midway through the first half, she was like, "Hey, can I play the drum?" We're like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." She did not relinquish the drumsticks no, for the entire. Why would she? she was fantastic. <laughs> she was bawling on the drums. Oh yeah, outlasting us. Mm-hmm. Like we'd start to run out of steam. She just big dun 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 dun. dun. We're like, <laughs> so big big shout out to her. Fantastic job. I also loved seeing uh, the kids coming over, getting flags, mm-hmm. waving them around. Started raining. Uh, Polly decided to become shirtless because apparently that's what happens. He tried to convince me to go shirtless. I told him that no. is nothing anyone needs yeah, to see i've learned it's not uh it's not a tailgate or a mm-hmm. game until polly goes shirtless <laughs> pretty much and then all the kids all all the boys that had the flags were all shirtless waving all the flags. with their jerseys tucked into their back pocket <laughs> it, it was, was it was adorable absolutely hysterical but everyone was loud the crowd honestly this is one of those kind of matches where you can say the mm-hmm. size and the noise of the crowd certainly kept the boys going because Goals weren't going to go their way today. It just wasn't going to be one of those kind of no. games. And you kind of needed people to step up and be, be big. And one of those people, well, one of those groups of people were the fans. It was great. Yeah. <clears throat> so halftime, the attendance got announced. And uh, guess what? We broke the record for a third time now. 81,077 fans came to the match. Yeah, it was incredible. Now, um... We also have to allow Hiram to defend himself. So 
I'm simply going to state the facts of what yeah, I witnessed. I'm so glad you had your eyes on that because he was on the other side from us. Mm-hmm. And I was watching, what was it, Steven? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just watching Steven with like ease coming down and I didn't even notice your boy. So I we need to allow him to defend himself. Apparently his team won, uh-huh. which means his team gave him such a lead that he then dribbled through everything, kicked the ball wide, missing an open net. That all you have to do is just touch it down the middle. That's all you have to do. He kicks it wide. He runs, grabs the ball, tosses it onto the field, and then kicks it wide to the other <laughs> side of the goal. So we will wait till he returns. But yeah. I just need to let you know, twice... Twice, y'all's fan favorite missed an open netter. Just just letting y'all know how I've, it goes. I've seen better action from Hiram playing <laughs> soccer with Big B in the backyard. I would agree with that as well. Maybe because he didn't have his Crocs on the field. That's, you know, he didn't have the Crocs no, on. He, he didn't have the them. Crocs. He didn't have them in pro mode where you mm-hmm. go ahead and put the uh, strap Strap-back. around the. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. That's it's, what it was. He had he had the Crocs would have been would have been perfectly fine. Yep. So we come out to the start of the second half and Nova came out swinging quick long ball right off the uh, kickoff that uh, Griffin Hemendinger had to gather. Just a few moments later, Nova thinks they're on the board, only to find Linesman has the flag up and calls them off sides. Uh, Griff, I know you listen, and I know you uh, talked to Carter because Carter's teammate of you, yours at your <laughs> college. Uh, let him know that we say, uh, all of us in the stands, the Bay Boys this time said, yes, Carter, you were on sides. Too bad it didn't count. <laughs> for those of you who do not remember Carter came over to us at halftime and went was I offsides was I offsides we were like yeah you were offsides he goes yeah still scored the penalty though didn't I and he walked away so just yeah hey you're onsides kid too bad the gold and yeah alrighty and then honestly within just a couple of moments after that Griff comes up with another two massive saves mm-hmm. first one off of Carter Berg dead to rights like yeah. he just came out cut it down but the rebound fell to his teammate who's also a university of maryland guy who then took a shot griffin just throws up one big hand and knocks it away and without a doubt at this point blues are on the ropes like nova came out to play in the second half and they were definitely looking to get that point that's for sure now coach seeing that Went ahead and made a bunch of key substitutions. You know, saw uh, Eric Guads was great. Mm-hmm. It was great to see him back from his injury. Uh, seeing um, Gordy Burnlore got out there. I believe, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. There was a couple other subs, but there was about three or four subs that he basically made in the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. That really stabilized Fresh things. Fresh legs help. And it just kind of steadied the ship. And at this point, it kind of got back to the way it was in the first half. Mm-hmm. They had chances. We had chances. But it wasn't like full-blown assault which was how the first the second half started we did have uh morell had another chance hit a gorgeous shot but unfortunately their keeper made a gorgeous save and knocked it away because mm. that could easily have been two nil but just wasn't meant to be now as the the rest of the match after that there was maybe one more chance for nova but honestly the defense just locked it down. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a great job led by obviously Griffin, the net and uh, Captain Elton uh, De La Verios as well. Just kind of steadying the ship, seeing it out. And then, of course, a couple of our younger guys, too, like uh, um, Miles and Jackson Ruckman. And, of course, uh, the uh, youngest member of our team, uh, Luke Dunn, who also came up with some great tackles in the back. But first, Hiram got a hit chance to go ahead and interview a few people. So let's go ahead and start with his first interview with Miles. 
another tough match against Northern Virginia United. Uh, came out with a tough win, 1-0. Another rainy game, but not too crazy. <laughs> Talk about the defensive prowess that you guys had to face, especially in this very technical match you had. Yeah, the weather's been crazy. It's been tough to battle, and, and this team just fights so hard. It's, it's, it's always a tough match, but... Um, you know, these guys give it to us every time. It's always close. It's been a one-goal game both times. Um, but we've, we've stayed solid in the back. So proud of our guys. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure, like, people who watched the stream saw that amazing clearance you had there, like, in the second half. Like, just um, that tough will that you guys have. Like, I know you guys have it constantly over and over again. Like, tell me more about, like, how you guys take powering through to get to that uh, yeah. final stretch. Yeah, thank you. It's it's just been, you know, tracking our guys back in the box. They, they've played a lot of guys high. So that's something we've had to deal with with our four in the back. Um, but Elton's really held us together as a captain. He's been great. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. keep up the good work, and we'll see you next Thank week you. in uh, Annapolis. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Miles also had a hell of a slide tackle right mm -hmm. near the end of the match, too, as uh, Northern Virginia United was uh, swinging down the uh, outside flank. He came through made a big tackle. Next up, uh, Hiram talked with Luke Dunn. All right, Luke, so another tough match, uh, as I spoke with Miles about. You guys pretty much like carry, I would say, like the defensive prowess, especially in that back four of you, Elton, and of course Miles there too. Just tell me about like how like the physical nature came with Northern Virginia, especially in the second match you guys had against them. Yeah, we knew they were going to come out hard. They were very physical in the first game, and we knew it was going to be tough to keep a clean sheet with the. They play a big ball very often, but we we grinded it out in some of those games. You're just going to have to work really hard to keep a clean sheet, and that's what we did today. Absolutely. So. One final match, last game of the season. Uh, tell me your predictions. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be another win, of course. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be a tough game. Alexander's really good, but we have to go out, and we want we want home field advantage, so we got to go out and get a win. And it's obviously going to be a tough game, but we're going to give it at our at our absolutely, our all. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, man. Well, hope you definitely do give it your all, and we'll see you at the last match, man. Thank you. Good work, man. Luke came in, I want to say it was the Frederick game and really impacted it. And then the next match, coach said, he's a midfielder by trade, said, you play center back at all? I no, but I can try it. And he's played center back ever since. He started every match. So hats off to him. And it was a great job. Him and uh, Elton, the captain, have seemed to make a fantastic pair. Finally, Hiram got a chance to chat with Coach Martin again. We'll see if uh, he can give a better interview than I did. Were you happy with the result? Yes, we were happy. <laughs> all right, back again with Coach Martin. How are you doing, first of all? Doing fine. Uh, difficult game, difficult night, but, um, you know, I guess the fans go home happy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Second top attendance in the MPLS. Another physical battle against Nova. They pretty much brought the intensity, especially on the sidelines with the coaches. Like, Just tell me more about like how that intensity brought onto the field, especially in the second match here. Yeah, it's super difficult. You know, like they, they set up really well to frustrate us. They've got really good players, they're well coached. Um, it was just a difficult game. You know, the first game we played against them was probably one of our toughest of the season. We knew it was going to be a battle tonight. Absolutely. There was a lot on the line for both teams. And um, like you said, with the fans, the fans really helped us through the last five minutes. So big, big shout out to them. But yeah, difficult night. But, you know, we'll, we'll look at the performance and we'll try and improve that for the next game. And yeah, we'll just move into the next one. Yeah, and speaking of the next one, uh, July 9th against Alexandria, uh, one of our toughest opponents in our conference, at least. Uh, of course, like, tell me what your expectations is, especially with another technical battle with Alexandria, of course. Just same. We focus on the performance. Well, you know, we won't really think about them until it comes. We got practice this week with the July 4th might look a little bit different. So we've got a lot of planning to do for that. But with Alexandria, it's just it's the next opponent. We'll get good film on them and we'll just focus on us. You know, we've processed performance. Hopefully we can get a better performance tonight eh, or, or against them than we had tonight. And 
yeah, we just take it when it comes. Awesome, Coach. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your night, and thanks, thanks again for speaking with us. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, he did a much better job interviewing than I did. Yeah, well, uh, Young Fresh is uh, better at the job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you uh, can take some lessons from him. I don't know. All the follow-up I wanted to do is um, when he said uh, they have a real coach, I was like, as opposed to unreal coaches? <laughs> <laughs> but he did bring up the point that the, the crowd was fantastic. It really was. This was the loudest I've heard us so far this season, and I think the fans are, are catching on. The, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a close game. Boys need us. We need to make sure we are as loud as humanly possible. Pounding on the drums, singing, doing the songs. Like they hear that. Trust me. If you, I, I watch the replay every single week because uh, honestly, I've had a few beverages and I'd like to be refreshed on all the action in the game. So. Yes. And uh, you can hear everybody mm-hmm. chanting. You can hear the chant. So yeah. you get her. He hear us all doing Carter, Carter. <laughs> it was it was pretty darn. Oh, brilliant. yeah, I took uh, I took a moment for some <sighs> pictures and walked around the stadium, and it's energy everywhere. Kids are into it. Adults are into it. It's a great scene, and people just keep getting more excited every week. And the Blues keep bringing the drama. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, I'm just ex- excited as heck to be a part of it and doing our little part here with the show has been a lot of fun. Now let's go ahead and uh, check around the league. Earlier in the week, Nova United beat the Dream 3-0. Wednesday, uh, that was on Wednesday, Alexandria beat FC Frederick 2-1. to That was on two penalties that come from behind game. Greenville beat Virginia Beach City 3-1. to And as we are recording right now, Grove United and Virginia Dream played each other. Uh, So let's go ahead and take a quick look at the table as I'm pulling it up because I had it pulled up, but then I stopped looking at my phone. Yeah, I wasn't prepared to fill, so... And then I hit my button to turn off the phone again. So let's go ahead and do this. Okay, Boomer. You're going to leave this all in, too, I know, because you're such a wonderful, wonderful woman. You know, we've got a huge party tomorrow. There's no way I can edit this out, possibly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, sitting at the top of the table also has clinched first place. Uh, your Annapolis Blues FC at 8-0-1 on 25 points with a goal differential of 25. Greenville United sits in second, second at 6-0-3, uh, 21 points and a 13-goal differential. Alexandria Reds sit at 4-2-2 with 14 points and a plus-four goal differential. Virginia Dream has slid into third, uh, fourth place, 2-3-3 three three, on nine points with a negative five-goal differential. Northern Virginia United, with the loss to us, falls down to fifth place at 3-5-1. and one. Ten points. Uh, no, they should actually... This is out of order on their website. They got it wrong. Virginia Dream is in fifth, and Northern Virginia United should be in fourth because Northern Virginia United has ten points. And uh, they are at a negative one goal differential. Grove United is sitting at 1-4-2 and two on five points and a negative nine goal differential. Virginia Beach City FC, 1-5-3. Six points with a minus 13 goal differential. And FC Frederick sitting in uh, eighth spot. One, seven, and one. Four points with a minus 14 goal differential. Real quick, talk about the uh, playoffs coming up and how that works. Oh, good, because we all have questions. So every single division does it differently because every single division has a smaller, has a certain Mm -hmm. amount of teams to it. We are one of the largest divisions slash conferences in the league right our region is the east and there's four different uh uh divisions in the east ours has eight teams most of them have five or six 
So ours will be first will play fourth, second will play third. That game will be played on July the 12th and we will host it. Okay. That is on a Wednesday. Then those winners of those matches on July the 12th will play each other on Saturday the 15th and it will be the higher ranked team. Now here's the thing. After our game against Alexandria, Mm -hmm. we lose, we are out. You have to win. So it is one and done. So for me, I'll be honest, I'd rather see Virginia Dream come in fourth place and and Northern Virginia be in fifth place and out of the playoffs. I don't want to see them a third time. No. No. They've played us very tough twice. They will not be intimidated by a big crowd because mm-hmm. even on a weeknight, I have a feeling we'll bring a big crowd. So I don't want to see them again. Now, beyond that, because of our current rank, we are sixth in the in the overall league of the NPSL. We are the highest ranked team in the East. So as long as we as long as we're going through and getting mm-hmm. through the East, we will be hosting every one of those games. They will come quickly. The reason why they come quickly, everybody has college obligations. August, they're going to need to start being at school. They're going to need to start. So we're going to try. They're going to try to get this done very, very quickly. Now, where we would start to see ourselves play on the road is if we get beyond Mm -hmm. our East region, then there are semifinals, which is. West, East, Midwest, and South. And I think it's East and South play each other. And I think it's West and Midwest play each other. And then those winners play in the final. Something Eh. tells me when fall comes around, you're going to be watching a lot more college soccer. (laughs) Yes, I will likely be watching a lot more college soccer. You're going to pick up a Santa Carter eventually. uh, I tell you what, I (laughs) I will probably find myself at some point... um, uh, hopefully, hopefully the Blues do this. I I would like to buy a ticket to Duluth to a final. That's what I would like yeah. to do. But we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see because again, once we get through this game with Alexandria, <sighs> if you lose, it's done. Yeah. Every and that means I got to assume every match is going to play to penalties. There will be a winner in every single match. So what can we say? Annapolis only knows how to win. (laughs) Very good. All right. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up, everybody. Just a friendly reminder. This is a DU Public House production. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Naptown Blues Pod and at Annapolis Blues to follow the club. Until next week, everybody. Up the blues! Blues!